Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with the lead pastor of Emmanuel Church, Danny Anderson. Hey, guys. Well, today is going to be a great topic because it affects every single person, no matter what your career, no matter what your age or stage in life. Today, we're going to talk about shoring up relationships. Mm -hmm. Everybody has relationships and we want to have a breakthrough in shoring those up. Um, Whether you're a mom or dad or you're a college student, wherever you're at, you are in relationship with someone. So welcome, Pastor Danny. Thanks, Rach. Good to be back. Welcome to all of our listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Well, uh, we love having people back month after month. And I just want to warn you guys, pen and paper for this one, or you're going to be needing to listen to it a couple times, which is great too. Um, relationships, mm. man, it is something that's super close to all of our hearts because we all have relationships, mm-hmm. some more than others. So talk to us about shoring up relationships. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, there's no doubt that the quality of our, our life is really determined by the quality of our relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about it, you know, it's a, if you, if you, if you have really healthy relationships around you, whether that's with a spouse, if you're married or friends or your coworkers that you work with, if those relationships are high quality and there's high levels of trust, your life is going to be in pretty good shape. And the opposite is true. If those relationships are broken or deteriorating, can't say that word, (laughs) or eroded um, because of a lack, a breach of trust or whatever, man, life is very, very difficult. So Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. pouring attention and time into shoring up our relationships is a great investment and a great use of our time. Yeah. And so when we talk about shoring up relationships, what kind of relationships uh, are we talking about? Like the ones close to us, far from us, what uh, family? Yeah. Are- yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, recently I was I was invited to, to give a talk down at the uh, 2021 uh, Engaged Professional Summit with Mid- uh, with Farm Credit Mid-America. It was a great yeah. honor and privilege to do that. And, and I actually was able to talk about some key elements of what it looks like to create a healthy staff culture there, yeah. which are all the same principles of what you would need to have healthy relationships. And that's really what I was talking about, right, having right. healthy relationships with your coworkers and uh, creating a, a healthy culture. And I began that talk, and a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is is, is from that talk, but um, I began that talk by by really describing what I believe the tension is mm-hmm. for all human beings in all relationships. And, and this is the statement I started with. I said, you know, our tendency as human beings is to be caref- careful around strangers or customers, people that we don't know that well, mm-hmm. and care less about those who are close to. Oh. And I have just found that to be true. Yeah. That the close yeah. that we tend to to treat the people we're closest to uh, with with sort of a, a carelessness. We're not as kind. We're not as gentle. We're not as tender. We're not as responsive. Right. We're not as loving. But then you get a customer on the phone, and yeah. we're like best foot forward. Right, right. How can right, I help right. you? We're responsive. We're attentive. We we right. we want to serve them. We want to get their business. You know. And isn't this the way it is with dating? When you first started dating, yeah. I mean, you put your best foot forward, right. to to impress this person, and you want to you you know you want them to want to like you and go on a second date, and then after. <laughs> They're your boyfriend or girlfriend and you get engaged and yeah. you get married. It's like they kind of, it's like, you, you know, you, 
you kind of dropped your guard. You're, you're, right. you're not as attentive. You're not as responsive. You, you don't take care of your body as much anymore. Right. You don't, you don't, you know, you just, you're not as kind. And then the relationship starts to, te- to deteriorate, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so I just picked that up. I've, I've seen that human beings tend to do that. I think you're a hundred percent right. And what's really frustrating about this, I would think, I think for me is, is that, <laughs> This is something that you know isn't right to do. Mm. Like, you know that the people like your spouse or your parents or your siblings or your best friend, like those people are the ones that are going to show up for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And yet your brain knows it, but then your actions don't always match up with it. I'm talking about for me. Mm -hmm. So, well, he knows I'm busy. So if I don't text, if Jason texts me, my husband in the morning and I don't get to it till lunch... He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's just your husband. He'll he's get over fine. it. He's fine. He's fine. Absolutely. That's not... Uh, yeah. yeah. And if you do that enough, right. guess what? You know, over time, Jason feels disrespected, dishonored. Exactly. It feels like you don't care. Yeah. And that's how people grow apart. I was... I was thinking about uh, something that happened in our house the other day. We've got three kids and uh, the other day was my wife's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I told my kids, I said, hey guys... I'm going to go out and I'll take care of the present. She wanted some, she wanted some air, air pods, you know, yeah, which are yeah. a little bit more of an expensive present. So, yeah. uh, we all kind of chipped in and, and, uh, or at least we were supposed to all chip in. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and one of my kids just kind of copped an attitude and I was like, I'm going to buy the present here. All you mm. need to do is chip in some money. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't have any money. And, and it's like, yes, you do. And he's, well, it's in my checking account. We, you know, I can't get to it. Cause I can't, you know, you got to go to the bank and get my money. I'm like, no, I'm not going to the bank to get your money for right. mom's present. Right. You right. are right. going to go take care of that and give me the money. And it's just, it's just this attitude uh, about their own mother's birthday. Yeah. Like the, the one who brought them into this world, the one who would <laughs> give their life for them, you know, who, who does regularly serve them every single day and every aspect of their life. Right. And like, you can't muster up the energy and the effort to bring some cash to the table for your mom. And so, uh, but you know, that same, that same kid, uh, will, 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 you know, climb mountains and, and overcome any obstacle to buy a birthday present for one of their friends at school. Oh, oh no. It's like, okay. So you're yeah. willing to, to, to go to those lengths for that kid who I don't know, and they've been, never been in our house, but, right. but for your own mother, you won't pay the price, you know? So, but then I'm not picking on my kids. It's just, it's no, human no, no, nature no. to yes. take the, take the people closest to us for granted. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. slowly over time, that hurts the relationships that we're in. Yeah. And we'll put forth the effort for strangers. Yes. And then. Which, which really doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. But we do it. We do. And I don't even think we want to. I don't think there's any malice behind it. I think it's just... You get- yeah. You know what I call it? And I said this in the talk. I said it's it's being relationally lazy. Yes. That's what it is. It, yeah. That's the word. Yep. And, and we have to do the exact opposite if we want to have great relationships. We do. So how does that... How does that fit? I mean, I can see that with your family and your friends, but how does that fit in a workplace? Like, how did you make it fit with the talk? Yeah. So I actually quoted a study that was put out by the Harvard Business Review and uh, people, our folks listening can look up, look this study up. It was called The Price of Incivility, oh. uh, which which talked about how when, when people in a workplace feel disrespected or dishonored, mm-hmm. um, this is amazing, they intentionally decrease their work eff- effort. Oh. They... 
spent less time at work. In other words, they asked for more time off. Mm -hmm. They intentionally decreased the quality of their work, not just their effort. (laughs) And they felt less committed to the organization, which is just, you know, I mean, that's just human nature. If you walk into an environment and, and you don't feel respected and you don't feel honored or you don't feel like you're listened or heard, you disengage, you you push away from that, whether it's in the context of a, of a, of a office complex or or work Mm -hmm. or in a, in a relationship with a spouse or a friend or a roommate, Mm -hmm. it's human nature, nature to push away uh, from any relationship or environment where you don't feel respected and honored. So that that study actually bridges the gap between like your personal relationships and your professional relationships. Because I can see that in parenting too. If you're consistently rude in your discipline of your kids, I'm not at all advocating for not disciplining your kids and having good correction as a parent. Um, They want to spend less time with you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be around you. Absolutely. Because who wants somebody to be rude to them? Mm-hmm. Or they might feel less a part of the family. Mm-hmm. Maybe not less committed to the family, but still like, I don't want to be a part of something like this where it's rude. Where you're being ridiculed or made fun of. Or oh, yes. name calling or anything like that. Which it, when I was growing up, um, for whatever reason, we were allowed to name call. Mm, that was just something that was accepted and being the youngest of two, three brothers. Yeah. Uh, I got the brunt of those names. Yeah. Like my brothers love my brothers. They're awesome. Right. They're great brothers, but they had every name in the book for me. (laughs) (laughs) The baby of the family. I'm sure you The one that stung the most was, you know, they, yeah, I have like a bit of an egg head. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that. <laughs> no. But my head is shaped a little bit like an egg. So they call me the egg, egg head. The egg. And then they call me the stupid egg head. Uh, and, and you know, that hurt. Sure. But, it, you know, my mom tried to get it to stop. <laughs> Every time you say it, it's a quarter. It never worked. It never worked. So I'm scarred. By that, so so here I'm not scarred by that, but uh, but here's what I decided in our home mm-hmm. gr- growing up because I didn't like that the names. Yeah, we would never we would never name call. Yeah, and if there was a nickname given, it was going to be a encouraging, loving nickname. It wasn't going to be a derogatory uh, type of thing that's meant to kind of make fun or pick fun. Right. I was like, right. that's not going to happen in my house. Yeah, because across, uh, whether it's your home or whether it's your workplace, people want to be careful. Absolutely. It's human. They really do. They do. And when you're careful with people, they feel cared for. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And invested in it. So that leads me to kind of the big idea that I shared with with the team down there at at, mm. at Farm Credit. Um, that the truth is that the closer you are to people, the more you have to care. That's the truth. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And so, you know, the really, you can't take the relationship for granted and say, oh, well, that's just my husband. He'll understand. Or that's just my coworker. I don't have to follow up with that email. Uh, I know I said I would, but I, you know, that's just Joe next in the next right. cubicle or whatever, for, or from right. the sales department. I don't really have to make follow up with that phone call. And we just, because we know these people, we just say, they'll just understand. And I don't have to do what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Well, you know, that's okay for a little while, but over time that erodes the relationship and then people can't trust you and they think you're incompetent and, and they push away from you. Yeah. And you start to get uh, a reputation for not being civil and not being caring 
and then they can't trust you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's mm-hmm. hard in a workplace for sure. For sure. Um, what, let's go into some practical application because, uh, I get it. When they're close to you, you need to be more careful, but that is like, counterintuitive it is. but it is it's such a war in your mind because no it's not like these are people i love most why not re- invest in the people that you get the highest return on investment in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know and mm-hmm. i i don't think i know like totally how to course re- correct that I, well it takes work i mean that's the bottom line <laughs> people <laughs> oh, don't want to they yeah i mean it's just they don't want to put the work in they, yeah, when they get around the, the people laziness. they're closest to they want to relax they don't want they want to lay on the couch they want to they want to do and watch their show or whatever, you know, and we just get lazy yeah. and you just, you know, you can't do that if you want to have great relationships um, because great relationships require constant attention. They do. And so, you know, what I said, I shared five big ideas with, with, with the team down there uh, in Lexington this, this last week. And I'm, and I think they're the same ideas I shared with them to, to help their culture. It, w- it would help us in our relationships. So, you know, I'd love to work through those. Yeah, that would be great. So what's our first one? Yeah, so the first one would be respect. I mean, this is just common sense. People desire to feel respected and to be respected. Nobody wants to be in a relationship for long term mm-hmm. where there's constant disrespect. I know every relationship there's going to be bumps and there's going to be things that are said that are hurtful or things that happen that are hurtful. But uh, if you can get this right most of the time, you're going to really uh, create a, a secure environment for, for a good relationship. And so there's really uh, four ways to there's probably more than four. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but four ways that we can really communicate respect or or deliver respect in a relationship. And I'll work through those real quick. The first one is to listen. Mm. I mean, there's listen. Listening is like oxygen to the soul. Mm-hmm. When you really mm-hmm. feel like the other person is hearing what you're saying. Yeah. Um. And and one that's one of the best things that we've tried to do in our marriage is just to say, hey, what? How was your day? What's going on? What do you think? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. And have that conversation every day. And then truly hear and listen what the other person is saying. Stephen Covey taught me this when I read that book, Seven Habits of Highly yeah. Effective People. Yeah. And he, he talks about em, 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 empathetic listening mm-hmm. and reflecting back to the person what, what they just said in your own words. Yes. Which communicates that you heard them. Yeah. Wow, what a powerful, powerful habit. If if our listeners have never not read that book, I, I would read it just for that particular habit. You know? Right, right. Uh, you know, I think the habit is uh, listen before you speak. I think that's what it is. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I, but, I I want to look it up now. That's the empathetic so listening. Empathetic listening. And yeah. from a even like just a one tier deeper in practical standpoint, um, one of the things that uh, this is I homeschooled my children early on. They went to public school later, but one of the things that we tried to push down and helped me as a listener was you listen with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. Being mm. able to really hear mm-hmm. what the person saying and i really like what you said about repeating it back to them in their own in your your own words words, Mm -hmm. so that you didn't assign things to what they said that had nothing to do with Mm -hmm. what they were actually talking about Mm -hmm. what else helps us uh, build respect i mean just basic consideration it's just uh i've noticed this that one of the things that erodes the relationships in our home 
between our kids is when people are just inconsiderate right. of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> not putting your dishes in the dishwasher, not putting your backpack away, yeah. leaving a mess on the counter after you make some food. Right. I mean, these things add up and you start to feel like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. You Because ex- if you don't do it, I got to do it or mom's got to do it. Someone's doing it. Someone's yeah. doing it. And it's just massively in- inconsiderate. Uh, but on the other side, when somebody takes initiative and they unload the dishwasher or they clean mm-hmm. things up without being told or mm-hmm. like th- like this morning, just a great example, that, that, that same child that was struggling to, to give me money for my <laughs> for wife's birthday. Present. Yes. That same child had, had a great morning and actually cooked breakfast for my wife. Aww. Eggs, uh, fried eggs and uh, avocado and some fruit. What? And I avocado's was like, tough to deal yeah. with. It was like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, who word. are you right now? I was like, <laughs> you go girl. And so um, it was, it was, yeah. And so that set the tone for our morning. Like right. she was thinking mom's hungry. She's waking up. Right. Let me, let me bless her. And, and so, right. man, what a, what a, what an investment in the relationship. And how, how loved and cared for must uh, Jackie have felt after mm-hmm. that too. She was smiling. That's a, <laughs> man, early morning is hard for yes. anybody in your 20s and teens. So that's a, that's a tough one. She did great. What else with respect? I, I think being responsible for what in your area, doing what, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> what you said you you know, you need to do about what you're responsible for, yeah. whether that's in your home, your, your room, you yeah. know, or your space or taking care of your gear. You know, everybody's yes. got gear in the house. You know? got well, gear. be responsible, you know, and be whatever it is. If it's your job to cut the grass, cut the grass. If it's your job to take the trash out, take the trash out. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it communicates respect to everybody else around. And in the workforce, and this is where I was really speaking about this in, in the context of an office, uh, when you get your stuff done, especially when there's other departments that are depending on you to get your work done, you mm-hmm. are communicating respect for them. Yes. Like I'm going to get my job done because I know you're depending on me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get my job done, it's going to mess up your job. Right. And so when there's, when there's a large organization where departments are depending on each other to produce the end result, it's so critical that you get your stuff done. Oh yes. Oh yes. And that even, wow, that Getting your stuff done communicates to the other staff members and people, family members, friends around you. Man, I value your time. Too. Absolutely. And that does make me feel respected. It really does. Like, I see you working hard. I'm working hard. We're in this together. And I know that this impacts the way you spend your time or how yes. you have to spend your time. Yes. And if I don't get my stuff done, you're going to have to put more time in. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it could be massively disrespectful when you're irresponsible. Yeah. And it costs somebody time. Yep. This last one, it just speaks volumes to me Mm, about respect. Your last point that you have for respect. Yeah. And that's just using positive words. Mm -hmm. You know, people, people, uh, I quoted Proverbs 18, 21, which is one of my favorite Proverbs. It says, there's, there's power, there's, there's death and life and the power of the tongue. Yeah. And so literally you can tear somebody down or you can build somebody up with your words. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the name calling. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the fastest way to face ways to tear somebody, which is why people do it is to, is to name call or ridicule someone with a derogatory name. Yeah. And it just, it crushes, it, it can, it can crush a person. Yeah. And I know that the old saying sticks and stones and break your bones, but words will never hurt me. It's not true. It's not it's true. It's not true because words affect mm. us. They get into our heart. And so I know that, and I know that people need, need to hear positive things. So I, I try to say as many positive things as I can. Mm-hmm. I try to say to my wife every day, I think you're great. 
mm-hmm. think you're beautiful. I think you're wonderful. I think you're a great mom. I yeah. try to say two or three of those things every single day to her, yeah. just just to just to show her honor and to show her respect. Yeah. No, that's a great way to shore up a relationship, mm. to saying those positive things. And that kind of brings us into um, your next element. Of- yeah. So, you know, the first thing I talked about was respect. And I think the second major thing we can do to shore up our relationships is to just be an encouragement. Yes. <laughs> and I, I talked about how that word encouragement is really two words. It's in courage, mm. which means to put courage into somebody. Yeah. And so that is a that is such a big idea because you know people, I know people, we're both pastors yeah. and leaders. Yeah. Everybody's dealing with something. Everybody is. I mean they really are. There's some sort of heavy thing that they're carrying. Uh, someone has passed away. There's a, mm-hmm. someone has hurt them. There's been an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, maybe a job loss or something. Something is going on in people's lives that's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I know that about people. So whoever it is that I'm c- coming in contact with, I try and always do this, but I try to have my first interaction be something encouraging. Uh, when yeah. I was a youth pastor <laughs> years ago, I would stand at the door before the event and I would, every single kid that walked through those doors, yes. I would say something positive and encouraging, no matter what I, sometimes I'd have to stretch and be like, <laughs> hey, your pink hair looks awesome. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> hey, you know, those shredded jeans that you have on are so rad. Or yeah. <laughs> not that I use that word, but, and I would pick out something and you would not believe the smiles. Yeah. Immediate, just something positive, something encouraging, just to lift their spirit. Because everybody needs that. Yeah. And you absolutely did do that. And you trained us to do that as well, to seek out kids that that might be on, you called them the fringe kids, Mm -hmm. and to talk to them and to give them encouragement. And that has been, um, that is one of the key things that I learned from you for when leading family ministries that I do still to this day. Um, I had a little girl walk up to me just the other day, scared, scared, scared. She'd never been to our church before. And just the comment about loving her pink shirt Mm. and that I love pink. She Mm. said, well, this is pink and this is pink and showing me all of her pink. Uh, And that's all you said to her was, I love pink. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I love your pink shirt because I love pink. And she (laughs) instantly opened up and dropped her guard. And um, I do love pink. And it was not lying. It was good connection with her. But I feel like even the littlest of the littles mm-hmm. respond Absolutely. to encouragement. Absolutely. Is there ever been a time when encouragement lifted you up? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this, just the other day, right before I was about to give this talk, this talk, uh, this, this particular uh, talk down, down in Lexington, Kentucky, um, it was an environment that I had never spoken in before. It was a, a Marriott hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the room was a different size from what I'm normally I normally speak in. Uh, the 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 tech was different. I was yep. holding a clicker in my hand. It was PowerPoint instead of ProPresenter. All these little things, right? right? right my table right. was on the left instead of the right. Right. Um, the seats were in a different order than they normally are. And when I went down to practice that morning mm-hmm. and work through the presentation. I'm looking at this room and I'm feeling awkward and I'm, 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 I'm realizing this is not my normal, you know, form mm-hmm. of communication where I mm-hmm. speak. And I started to feel anxiety come up inside of me. And I, and, and I started to think, oh my gosh, like I, I'm in charge of clicking my slides. And yeah. what if I, what if I mess that up? And what if I forget what I'm talking about? And, yeah. 
And, and all of a sudden I started to sweat because I what? felt like I was going to fail. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've got to give this talk in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and, and I don't think I can do it. Oh, no. And so I, I, I just had this almost sort of, not a panic attack, but I started feeling this, this, this physical right. effect in my body. And so I went upstairs to try to clear my head, and I talk, I, I, my wife was up in the room, and I said, honey, um, I don't think I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know any of these people. I've never right. spoken to them before. That's different. Normally, I yeah. know most people I speak to. And, and, and she looked at me and she just said, honey, calm down. You are a professional speaker. <laughs> you do this every week. Oh, wow. You speak to over 5,000 people every week. Yes. Just relax. You're going to do great. And I was looking at her like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I do this every week. I can do it. I do. I do do this every week. I can do and she helped me. She, she helped me to believe that right. I can do it. And I'm, right. and I, I, right. I don't know if that relate, people can relate to that or not, but I went back downstairs, I calmed down and it went really well and got lots of positive feedback and, and we had a lot of fun, but I, boy, I needed encouragement. But I love that because the, like when people talk about you, they're like, he's a stellar communicator. <laughs> you don't say that yourself. I'm not, I'm saying well, I appreciate it. that. You're a stellar communicator and man, just that the difference in the atmosphere and the way that things were set up, shaking. And, it shook and, me. Well, and you had been hand-selected by a member of our church that's uh, high up in this organization to come and do this. <laughs> so even you had his vote of confidence walking in. I think that's important for people to hear because mm. we can look at, I could look at you and be like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Get back down there and try yeah, again. Right. Instead of how Jackie did it, which would be like, encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. And I think we can do that with our friends when we know they're good at something thinking, meh, they don't really need me to pump them up. They're fine. Yeah. There's a great quote by Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A. I love this quote. He said, how do you know when someone needs encouragement if they're breathing? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) I do think people a lot of times think they know they're good. They don't need me to butter them up, but it's not if it comes from a heart of encouragement and really wanting to see them succeed and do their best. Mm -hmm. Well, listeners, we're going to stop right there. We have gotten a lot of information from Pastor Danny already. This is going to be a two-part podcast, and so we are going to rejoin next month hearing more about having a breakthrough and shoring up our relationships. We value your listenership, and we are so thankful that you have been sharing the podcast. We ask that you rate the podcast, and please leave comments. We would love to hear what you think about it and what you would like to hear about from Pastor Danny. Now, if in between this month and next month, you want to hear a little more from Pastor Danny's teaching, you can go to the Emmanuel Church YouTube page and see a ton of archived uh, talks from him. And I'm telling you what, if you want to hear more about relationships, go back to the ones with him and Jackie from uh, uh, February ago <laughs> in 2020. Uh, we are so thankful that you join us month after month, and we look forward to next month sharing the rest of this podcast.